Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into episode number 102 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Adnip. I'm going to be your host today. In the studio with me, 7 and 4 is Harrison Beebe and the Jedi Master himself, James Cook. Would you be Would you be a Jedi or would you be on the dark side? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a Mandalorian. <laughs> well, and why can't Boba we Boba Fett was like, oh, he's kind of my favorite. Why can't we all be Jedi Masters? Why is it just James? Because he saw one of the movies in theaters? I don't know. I was just I was just giving him the, the elder respect of being a Jedi Master. You could teach us young grasshoppers something about... Uh, Had ones? Maybe. Jeez, look at this guy. He's even watching the movies right now, too. And well, no, you said Boba Fett was your favorite, which... Boba. I, I, it just kind of... Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Django Fett. Boba Fett was your favorite. Boba Fett's, like, from Louisiana. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's friends with uh, Ed Ogeron. I was... I was watching. I was. Having them daggers. I was watching episode six last night, and when Boba Fett dies, I literally just. I it's pretty I, sad. Yeah, no, I just can't help. I looked over at Connor, and I was just like, "How dumb is it that somebody who's so cool in this whole series, just literally, just his backpack gets punctured, and then bye, he's dead forever." If like you, what a lame. If death. you think about it, though, it, it's really the fan base that made him popular. The movies, he's not propped up as that. He's a big deal. He's the yeah. bounty hunter that gets Han Solo, but he's not. You know, iconically, as far as fans are concerned, it was more like action figures and stuff that made. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, Boba he's, he's Fett the like mysterious, cool crazy, guy. Yeah, it's never like, in, like the movies like, never like Darth meant Maul. him to be a huge character. Yeah, yeah Darth Maul was a big character. But yeah, but you Darth Maul didn't, you didn't the best. know anything about him. Darth he Maul just looked the cool, best lightsaber swordsman yes. ever. Yeah, yeah but you didn't really know anything about him except in the I, movies. I mean, I just found out that Darth Maul's lightsaber actually was two lightsabers that connected together, and I did not know that. Did you guys know that? No, but it doesn't really change much of how I feel about it. It's still sweet. <laughs> he had two sabers on both sides. Well, we are talking about this because the drop of Disney Plus last week. We are going to get into our trifecta about Disney Plus here at the end of the episode, so make sure that you stick around. We do have quite a bit more to talk about, but before we get into all of that, this episode sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky Yeah. Fellas, we're staring down the barrel of a couple state finals here this week. We got a couple 11-player football teams left. You know, not that much else going on, so we're pretty uh, focused on what we're going to talk about. When we get into the pulse, we're going to talk about volleyball, um, who's left, and uh, especially what happened last week. We're going to recap that Kingsley versus Cadillac game. Uh, Harrison and I were both there, and we're going to talk about that. I think that was one of the the best volleyball games I've ever seen in person uh, with my own two eyes, high school, college, professional, or otherwise. Uh, I've never seen... You've seen a lot of professional volleyball games? I've watched them on TV. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I've I've never actually been to one. But regardless, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second. We're going to get into a couple of the teams that lost in football with Traverse City, St. Francis, and Cadillac before we get into our interview with Kingsley Volleyball's Austin DeWeese and Sydney has some two seniors who are leading the Stags into the quarterfinals here on Tuesday. We're going to get a chat with them before they head uh, into their quarterfinal and hopefully down to Battle Creek for the state finals. And then we're going to get into a little game of the crystal ball. Since we are in the situation that we are, we have teams who are going to be playing their last matches of the year before we record another podcast. So we're going to make some predictions and make some hot takes. So stick around for that. And then we're going to get into our Hall of Fame, nominate three more athletes for the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan. And then we're going to get into our trifecta, which I mentioned off the top, is going to be some Disney Plus talk and what our favorite things are on the new streaming service. So stick around for that. But, fellas, let's get into the pulse. Put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world. 
I wanted to talk about the game that happened last Thursday. We've been hyping this up, even on this podcast, really since this podcast started, since episode one. This is the volleyball match that we've kind of stared at at the end of the season for the last couple of years. Last year, Kingsley swept Cadillac 3-0, to zero, so wasn't quite as closely contested. But this year, Kingsley and Cadillac go to five sets, all the way down to 15-13 in that last set. It lived up to all the hype that we could have ever asked for, and Kingsley came out on top uh, in, a, in a thriller. Harrison, there was a few things about that game that really stood out to me, but what do you think about these two teams and how closely matched they were? I mean, to me, I've never seen such give and take or back and forth between two teams and being able to adjust and work and you know keep, keep the game alive. Uh, what would you say? Well, for one thing, you and I both weren't thinking it was going five after the first set, the way Kingsley dominated that that first set. I can't remember what the score was, but they took it early, took command of it early, and uh, they won by at least ten. It was twenty five fourteen. Twenty five fourteen in that first set. So we were sitting there being like, "Well, you know, here's Kingsley going again for another a sweep opportunity here." Because then they won a really close second game, and at that point, like, how do you respond from that? I figured Cadillac was for sure dead in the water at that point. Yeah, twenty nine, twenty seven. We were just kind of, and it was kind of back and forth in the third. But I'm like, this is all Kingsley right now with the momentum. There's no way they're gonna blow. But then Cadillac won that third one, and they won a fourth one. And little did we know, we were there for two and a half hours, two two plus hours, watching a, a great matchup of teams. And yeah, you and I both talked about it since. It, it was great to see a matchup of two quality opponents. You know, unlike last year where Kingsley just kind of took it three nothing and, and advanced. It was nice to see Cadillac adjust to what Kingsley was doing that was hurting them. And then in a response, Kingsley try and rally behind and call certain timeouts to offset what Cadillac was bringing to the floor. It, it was really great. It, it was almost a shame to see it go down in a regional final because you felt like that should have been at least a quarterfinal, Man, maybe no, a I mean, semifinal. The way those two teams played and counteracted each other, uh, it, it was a privilege to see it go down, and that's the type of stuff we want to see this deep in the playoffs. And uh, Kingsley held on to win by those two points in that fifth set, and uh, that's why they're playing this week and Cadillac isn't. But congrats to both teams on, on giving us a matchup that was worthy of postseason volleyball. I mean, worthy of postseason volleyball, you can't understate that. I mean, I was thinking about it after seeing that game, and I mean, I spent three days down at the semifinals and volleyball state finals last year. I'm sitting courtside writing my stories, watching every volleyball game, and I I don't know that I've ever seen one as close either. As you mentioned, after Kingsley went up 2-0, Cadillac just started to neutralize Austin DeWeese and Brittany Bowman at the net. They got a block up with Renee Brines and Chloe Comstock, and, I mean, Macy Brown was back there just digging the ball like crazy every time Brittany Bowman actually got the ball through. And then on the other side, Macy Brown, I think she had 37, 37 kills. It could have been yeah, 100. She, she single-handedly tipped the scales for them in a lot of play. Bowman versus Brown was uh, definitely the uh, the marquee match. If you're promoting this like an NBA game and you got the superstars, it, it was kind of those two attacking the net and going after each other. And, yeah, they definitely swayed momentum for those teams when they needed to and uh, are a big reason why that went uh, way to the end of the match. I mean, we're looking at Macy. Macy had 28 kills, and uh, she had 35 digs. So we're talking about literally, and you usually don't see the same player get with those high exactly. stack I mean, categories. She, she isn't she is an outside hitter, plays outside hitter, where she's always you know offensively striking the ball. But as soon as she gets back, she doesn't play that block. She rolls Jumps into the right back mm-hmm. and is able to uh, make that happen. I mean, Macy Brown, Ron Stremlow described her as LeBron James in volleyball in Northern Michigan before that game, and uh, I know I wasn't quite all the way on that level, and then I saw 
you know, what it took for the entire Cadillac team to kind of stop her. Um, there's a couple of the girls like Chloe Comstack and stuff who really filled in. And I think made Bri- that. Brian's was very effective too, not just because she's the coach's daughter, but uh, you could tell with, with the assists and just netminding. They, those girls figured out what was going wrong in those first two sets, and they offset it real quick, and uh, that's a big reason why that one down went down to the end. Yeah, I mean, James, I know we talked about this over the last couple of years, these two teams meeting in this spot. When you get down to this part of the postseason, how bad or how, how much do you wish that this could be a state title game? Even though they're area teams, this is something that I've I thought about, and you just said, what, 35 or well, be longer than that. Couple minutes ago, this probably should have been way higher up in the uh, in the postseason. You would hope so. I mean, especially from our perspective of, of our coverage, you would you would love this game to be like in the semifinals or finals down in Battle Creek. But uh, who who did we pick last week? You guys both picked we Cadillac. Cadillac. I, think, I picked I think Kingsley. And Michelle Bryan well, let the, me hear about did. it. Yeah, the point stands though, like. That anybody could have won oh, that no, match. No, yeah, no. When, when she gave you crap about it, did you say, well, I was right? <laughs> no, I did. I did. I said, well, I, I was like, well, somebody had to be right on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, two points separated these teams. So I, there's no way that we were that far off. I mean, it was, it, was, uh, yeah. it was anybody's game. And that's like. Yeah, there were points in that match. You know, if you had asked me at the end of set two, it was all Kingsley. If you asked me at the end of set four, I was going back to my Cadillac pick all the way. Yeah, and some of the volleys that happened in that game, I know I put it in my story, but I just I can't get over it. I mean, I, this is a bit of an exaggeration. By a bit, I mean maybe 15 or 20 seconds. But there was at least five or six rallies that went like two minutes long. That were literally each team was getting five or six digs on a I rally. I mean, two minutes is a stretch. But, but they were getting five or six More than a minute a for sure, and that's very impressive. That's what I said, 15, 20 seconds. It might have been a minute, minute 45, but it was impressive. Brittany Bowman made some digs that people shouldn't be making. Macy Brown on the same side. McKenna Bryant, who we had in here a couple weeks ago for episode 100. Some of them saved some of these balls that you would have never expected. One of them got hit off of the, the roof up top and... McKenna Bryant had to make a diving dig because she misjudged it coming off the roof and had to dive out and make the save, and they still got it back over the net. It was just incredible volleyball to watch. I wish that these two teams could meet later on, but at the same time, I'm excited for this matchup next year. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, can we get our tickets now? Well, both of these teams are going to be losing a lot, a lot of seniors from both of these squads, but Macy Brown is going to be back to lead that Cadillac team next year. I'm excited to see what the Vikings can do, especially against somebody who has that type of talent. A couple other things that happened this past weekend Sutton's Bay punched their ticket to the Superior Dome in the Division I eight player playoffs. They beat Kingston 45-14, to left no doubt that they belong up there. That makes three years in a row that we have an eight-player team from Northwest Lower Michigan in the state finals in 2016. Or, yeah, 2016 with Central Lake. Um, who won it? 2017. Yeah. yeah, with Central Lake, who won it. <clears throat> Onekama last year, who fell. And now we have Sutton's Bay. What does this say about the quality of eight-player football in Northern Michigan? I know that a lot of these schools are pretty fresh to um, you know, getting in there, but that's happening all across the state, and we're the ones uh, having schools go to the, the game. Yeah, I mean, well, and previous to that, you had uh, Bel Air was in the state title game twice um, in the early days of eight-player football in Michigan. I mean, so right from the get-go, the area was, was well-represented, and, and uh, these teams are just keeping on going. I mean, we could have had Gaylord St. Mary there, too, very easily. I mean, you're still looking at some of your teams like Pickford and, and those as maybe some of the the premier programs in eight-player, but, you know, those Gaylord St. Mary coaches are talking about how they could have lost, their only two losses basically be to the two state champions in Pickford and Sutton's Bay. Yeah. 
technically, I guess. <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Suttons Bay <clears throat> took care of Kingston rather easily. We don't have to go too far into detail about it, but went down early and then came back. Once they got the lead, they never relinquished it again and uh, held on tight. But one thing I want to talk about is kind of just to preview this game a little bit. Uh, they go up to Superior Dome for the first time. They have Bryce Opie, Lucas Mike, so we know what type of playmakers they have. But they are about to play an extremely good Colon team. I was looking up their stats for the story that I did on Saturday just to see what we were looking ahead to. And eight-player football or not, this is just a wild stat. Cologne has outscored their opponents. Colon. Six, co- Colon. Yes, Colon has outscored their opponents 605-58 to 58 this season. So Yeah, I think I looked. They're averaging 48 points per game like I but average margin victory is 48 points <laughs> they are scoring 12 times more points than their opponents this season 12 times more points they've shut out I believe it's six teams haven't let any team score more than I believe 12 points if I'm not mistaken it is this is going to be tough sledding for the Norse but after seeing what I saw last Saturday I think they belong and I think it's going to be one heck of a dog fight what do you fellas think well, they're going to be playing in a dome, so a I dome think, fight. I think that the that that helps I, Lucas Mikesell. I mean, we've seen him, uh, him and Bryce Opie on crappy, yeah. cold, rainy, snowy fields that, the last few weeks, and they've still looked yeah. good. I can imagine what they're going to look like on you know a perfectly clean astroturf. The greatest show on turf. Yeah. So so that's that's got to help them. I mean, Sutton's Bay's game is kind of predicated around speed. It's not like they have a lot of huge guys, so. Could help them, you know. I mean, I don't know a whole lot from a scheme standpoint or anything like that. What it is that that they do, the, the they must ma- do the everything. magi. Yeah, the magi. <laughs> that, that's a new mascot that, I haven't heard. It's of a pretty before. sweet mask. Yeah, the magi. Okay, so the weird thing, I don't know if the ma- if the mascot comes from this or if it or if they started to do this in the town of Colon because of the mascot. But there's like a magicians conference <laughs> every year <laughs> in the town of Colon. There. I'm is that asked. what a magi is? I was about to ask that. It's a magician. Yeah, yeah there's the, the Jedi the master other, of the magicians. other use of it is you know like the magi like in the religious sense. But it, I'm pretty sure but that like it might be colon that is like the magic capital of the United States. Yeah, yeah, like, like they they have like that magic factory. <laughs> oh man, I never put two and two together. Oh, I just want to know if they're named after the human organ or if they're named after the grammatical punctuation. Like, I want clarification on that. So the, the town when, itself. Yeah. So when you go up there, maybe, ask I'll, maybe I'll I'll try to ask. Yeah, I'll try that's to solve that's this your mystery. top question that at the pregame presser. The, the mystery of the colon. <laughs> Were you uh... the unsolved colon? <laughs> oh no! All right, boys. Poof! Sutton's I... Bay disappears in colon. We're gonna hope that Sutton's Bay is able to flush colon down the toilet. In the state title game Give this weekend. Give him a colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We are losing all our listeners in colon in the southeast portion of the state, west, whatever. Well, I mean, Bryce Opie, Lucas Mikesell, you made a point about Cesar Ramirez before the podcast. Their kicker's been making a difference on field position for them all year. Michael Laux, yeah. Michael Whitman. Um, we can talk about a few of these guys on defense who have been just yeah. making making a huge difference. And an and A player, a kicker, can make a massive difference. In the other divisions, you most teams usually have somebody who can kick off fairly well. In eight player, that doesn't happen a lot because you have so few players that they're working at other positions and stuff. You don't have a guy that usually just specializes in kicker. I mean, neither does Caesar really. He plays other positions, but he, he's very good at it. And most of the time, you watch eight player football games, and teams are starting at the forty or forty-five. To make them start at the twenty 
is a huge boost that Sutton's Bay gets. Especially because sometimes, I mean, they've struggled to stop really good offensive teams like Gaylord St. Mary. Um, So having them make them make a couple extra first downs. Big deal. I mean, makes, just a, makes a difference. Just that made, game. made the difference in the win over Gaylord St. Mary because they stopped him at the four or whatever. It made the difference against Kingston, too. I mean, they, they didn't have them backed up all the way back over time, but when they did start around the 30 or the 35, 38-yard line quite often, but like you said, those extra two first downs made a huge difference against Kingston because they had, uh, his name was Caleb Goss, who Garrick Obi described as a rhinoceros to me. I mean, this kid was a solid, like, 230-pound bowling ball who they were just handing it up the gut, and it would take five or six Norrismen to take this kid down. But when you have – it was taking them three carries, four carries to get a first down. That's eight extra carries on a drive to get into the end zone. They're much more tired by the time you get down to the 15-yard line after 10 carries than, you know, only six or seven to get down there after you're at the 50-yard line. So I, I agree mm-hmm. with you very much. And once again – I think we're going to get to see their full potential when they get to play on turf here at the end of the season when they're firing all cylinders and when they really have nothing to lose. Bryce Opie gave me the quote last week. He's just like, I think we all know that this is the last week we're ever playing football. That's it. I think that's the a big edge that they have in comparison to Colin, too, is they know what it's like to play in close games coming out of half, going into the fourth quarter, going down to the wire. They've been in those experiences. They've lost one yeah. technically, but they've also won a few now in this situation. So I think if it comes down to a fourth quarter possession for possession game, they've got an edge as far as experience. So that's that's one thing they can if they can keep that game close throughout, they're, they're, uh, they got something to lean on in the fourth quarter up there. Yeah, that's a good point because especially we just said Colin usually has about 12, oppon- 12 possessions to give to their opponent <laughs> before uh, their, their opponent is going to catch up. So, uh, yeah, it would be exciting to go up to Marquette. And it's awesome that we got a team in the Superior Dome again. I know that the seven-hour drive for us is a lot of fun, and I'm sure they're... Uh, but the pasties are worth it. Their, their long weekend up there is always a good experience. That's a, that's a whole thing for the kids, so excited for them. I've got one more thing to talk about, still some more football. We've got a couple of teams that f- bowed out of the playoffs this week. Just wanted to touch on them one more time before uh, they went away for the season. Traverse City St. Francis falling to Iron Mountain 21-7 to in their trip to the Upper Peninsula. Uh, they had some struggles in that game. They did not score until three and a half seconds were left on the clock in the fourth quarter. Got 70 of their 160 offensive yards on that final drive. So the Mountaineers did a really good job of shutting down Traverse City St. Francis's offense. And uh, their defense, they, they did a pretty good job. They let they held Iron Mountain uh, to only 21 points, which was their lowest total all season, I believe. and uh, Or second lowest total all season, except for when they played Calumet and had scored 15 points. Uh, so Traverse City St. Francis put up a fight, but their offense just wasn't able to get it going. Other, other side of that is Cadillac. They p- went down and played Grand Rapids Catholic Central and uh, just kind of got rolled over. I'm not quite sure actually what the final score was, but it was, to seven. Yeah, it was somewhere up in the 40s to something. But 42-7 to seven for Cadillac. I just wanted to ask you guys, were these two teams in this particular round outmatched completely, or was it kind of one of those situations where they really probably just were good, happy to be there? You can probably be both, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know that either team was completely outmatched necessarily. But oh, I'll I mean, say Cadillac was unmatched. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the scoreboard certainly. But I mean that those they earned those two wins to get there. So did St. Francis. I mean, and we kind of saw this with St. Francis at the beginning of the year. That we thought that they would be way better at the end than they were at the beginning. Towards the end of the season, we were seeing the same thing with Cadillac. After seeing them in person, I was like, this isn't a bad team that can that can beat some some teams in their division and they did and going they went up to the up and did that twice on the road and you know third time ran out of steam i mean heck of a season for cadillac i mean after coming off of you know they've been what were they one and eight last year yeah they haven't had 
you know, they've had a couple of rough seasons here and, and yeah, two and seven, one and eight. Yeah. Yeah. But. To come back and ha- have the season is, is pretty nice for, for them. And, you know, it's off season for St. Francis, you know, I guess, but they still, they won nine games. That's an off season for St. Francis. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll take the district titles whenever you can get them for sure. I just, I feel like this was a whole different type of animal their opponents this past weekend compared to the two they played in the first two weeks. And we would have thought Escanaba would have been a great, you know, signature win to really set Cadillac up for a run. But it seemed like between losses to Central and Cadillac, Escanaba wasn't as good as the rankings might have hinted throughout the year. Uh, either way, a great win to go up there and get that one in round one. But, yeah, I think when Cadillac had to play, I think they're number one and number two in Division oh, Four. Well, I mean, they've been, yeah. in the, they've been in the state finals for each of the last three years. Yeah. Like four out of so, five and, and have the, won it like the last two years. Yeah, so, so that yeah. was a completely, you know, kind of outmatched situation, I'd say for sure. And St. Francis, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't know what to expect from that game. And it, it, the score being what it was with the late touchdown, I, I think that score is a little closer and a little more, you know, understandable of the hard work St. Francis put into that one as opposed to what it could have been, you know, potentially down the line, seeing as the St. Francis team wasn't as talented top to bottom as we've seen in the past few years. I guess it's eight wins for St. Francis, right? They lost three yeah, and then they went six and three, seasons, and then yeah. went two in the. So still, eight and four. still eight wins is a down season for you. That's uh, eight wins in a district that's, title. That's pretty. That's pretty darn good. The eight wins don't mean nothing. You got a district title. <clears throat> still down season with a district title. So, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I still will say I'm just gonna stick to my guns on what we said early in the season. I we didn't expect St. Francis to make it back to a semifinal or anything like that. The district final we knew they would maybe be able to get to, but. You know, with with how much they lost last year, with what they went through, losing to Kingsley, losing to Glen Lake, having to win uh, their last, you know, win out basically to make the playoffs. I think I think it's a situation that St. Francis knew they were going to run into a buzzsaw, and they were kind of just lucky to be there because Iron Mountain had just been handling everybody all season, had beat some of the best teams in Northern Michigan in the uh, Upper Peninsula, and you know they've done it with ease. So uh, that's going to do it for the Pulse. Brought to you by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. That is going to lead us into our interview today with Kingsley Volleyball seniors Austin DeWeese and Sydney Hessem as they joined us before the quarterfinal match and hopeful trip down to Battle Creek for a state final this weekend. So let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. The Get Around Podcast is extremely excited to welcome into the studio Kingsley Volleyball Seniors, Austin DeWeese, and Sydney Hessem. Ladies, thank you so much for making the trip out to Traverse City and sitting down with us today. Yeah, Yeah. thank you for having us. Thanks. Of course, you guys had uh, a great week last week. You guys won that regional title for the second year in a row. You guys have a big week this week. We're talking about quarterfinals, semifinals, possible state finals. But before we get into any of that, we're going to dive into our Freaky Fast Five just to kind of get to know you guys a little bit. We've had Austin on this podcast before, even though it was quite a long time ago. So who knows? Maybe she's changed. We'll find out here. Um, I'm going to start off with my first question, and this is just because... It's, it's in particular you two girls. How many times a week do you guys get your names misspelled? Your Oof. first names. Or, oh, my god! I mean, even by us. I, I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever mess up yours. I've messed up yours several times this yeah. year on, on oh, several yeah. occasions because I put S-Y-D-N-Y. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I never mess up your name because I know that it's not. It's just the N-Y at the end, but right. then I always put the Y at the beginning. But I'm guilty of this. <laughs> how often does it happen otherwise? Oh, I, I would say more often than not, I'd say I'm about the only one who spells my name right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> No, um, or just how often? Maybe not how many times a week, but how often? 
at least once or twice a day. <laughs> it's awful. They decide to put a Y where the U is instead somehow. So okay. they go A-Y-S-T-I-N, I think. Yeah. So I they know, know there's a Y there somewhere. They just yeah, they don't know place. where to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. I, I just double up the Y. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just, I think it's just, I'm usually used to having a vowel between the N and the Y. Yeah. It was an I and A and E, something <laughs> in Sydney. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that happens to you guys often. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not for you? Well, how much does it offend you when I mess up, messing up oh, your name? I don't care. She's like, <laughs> yeah, this is like that. <laughs> I'm both used to it by now. Well, they get their name in the paper a lot, too. Yeah. So they're like, eh, yeah, I mean, it, one out of every, like, <laughs> nine might be misspelled, or it's the other way around. It probably is the other way around. There was one in track. There was one in track season that it happened. It was like an I instead of a Y. I was like, wow. She's like, these guys Thank don't you. even know what they're talking about. They don't know who we are. <laughs> All right, James, what's your question? Are you going to blame Brett on that one? Well, yeah, that was you, all Brett. I think that probably <laughs> was Brett. <laughs> I, I think I it was. That, I know that I, I can almost guarantee that I've never misspelled her name wrong because I don't actually know another Austin who spells her name with just a Y. Sydney, hers, I think the only, there's, there's 36 different <laughs> yes. Sydneys with 36 <laughs> different spellings. There's like two spellings for Austin, yeah. and that's yeah. the only different one that I know. So mm-hmm. like, there's a yeah. U instead of an I or a Y, okay. it's a U. So it's like Austin. 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We're getting close to December, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break out the is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I got asses one last time. Really? Okay, then I gotta say I no. still say one. no. Yeah, it's no. I still She's, say no. It's not a Christmas movie. We're asking a different question. We're gonna ask you a different question. Question on this podcast because it's not a debate. <laughs> it's not. Alright, here's one. How much money would somebody have to pay you for you to go completely bald? Billions of billions of dollars. Yeah. I love my red hair. I'm not giving it up for anything. <laughs> um, I'd say mm, a couple thousand, maybe. Yeah. A thousand. I'd do it. I'd, I mean, it's only I'd a say, few months, right? Yeah. I'd it doesn't have to be permanent. So yeah. I mean, it'll grow it's back. Fair. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, I feel like somebody would have to pay me a lot of money to grow my hair out to, like, your length. It'd yeah. Be, it'd be, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like the difference would be, like, it's so much more work. Mm-hmm. It, like, I actually have to like, put in the time and work. Yeah. To make that money. On the other hand, you're just like, zip, and then you just like recover <laughs> from it, you know? Yeah. Guys like, with long hair, like what Brett I don't did. like it. Yeah. It's, I, just, I, don't I couldn't imagine, like, that's, like, that hair no. is so long. I don't know. I, I've, I've always thought, just like, I have no idea how girls even live their lives. Yeah. Like, they're doing, like, a, they're doing their homework, and they're just, like, hair, and you're just like, okay. Yeah. That's when Brett cut his off, he did it for charity. Yeah. And yeah. then just kept it that way. Yeah, so you do, you could donate it if you go, you go bald. You, Yo, you, see, you could do that. You could be a That's good true. person and make a lot of yes. money. Yes, yeah, very true. But would yeah. you donate the money that they gave you to the fo- oh. to the cause? Oh. There, there, there's a real moral maybe, dilemma. Maybe like 50-50. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who has the best nickname on the team? Do you guys actually call people by their real name? We kind of do. <laughs> like what? Mad, like Maddie, we call her Mad, so like, I not, call her Mad. That's just like... That's a normal nickname. Yeah. Brittany gets Bro Tanya some of the time. Oh, yeah. We, we, we went back, we reverted to our Spanish names in the summer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hers was the best Spanish name, I think. Yeah. What is it? Bro Tanya. Bro Tanya. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's Sydney and, and Boston in Spanish. Yeah. Oh. Well, we just picked ran- like names that we liked. Mine was Luna. Yeah, I, okay. I thought mine was gonna be Laura, and then it was it was Laura. 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 Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Eighth grade. Yeah. It was like Laura. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. Can I help you? That's, uh, okay. What would your autobiography be called? Mm. Hey, it's me. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> hey, it's me, Sydney. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably go basic because that's me. It'd be like all about me. 
What you want? What you want to know? Elementary school. What you want to know? What you want to know? Find it out. I wrote it all down for you. Who is the best and worst dancer on the team? Aspen's the best. Uh, Brittany, Brittany's up there. Ooh. Brittany's up there. Brittany and Aspen. <laughs> Brittany and Aspen are definitely the top two. Um, the, the worst is probably me, not going to lie. I suck well, at dancing. I, I never dance. Wait, Hattie can dance. Hattie can. We have oh. a lot of dancers. We've we got, are like yeah. dancing team. We are the dancing team. Exactly. And the How singing team, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dances. Oh, yeah. I gotta ask what about Coach Hall? Is he a good dancer? Never, never yeah. seen him dance. No, I've never s- seen it. Uh, I don't really think I want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he might be dancing if you guys make it all the way to Saturday. Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He okay. So maybe we'll have to we'll see tell what he can you do. Have, you have to earn Bet it. it. Yeah, yeah. Bet it. I think so. <laughs> He's like, okay, if we make it to states, you gotta dance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, now you have a now you have some leverage against him. I think that was five. I'm not quite no, sure. I don't, no, no, okay. I'll just toss one. I'll toss one more in there. Cat or dog person? Dog. I have cats, but I really like dogs. Have cats pushed you to be a dog person? No, actually. I think cats helped me be more of a cat person. But it was like, you get a cat or you get a dog. But, like, we didn't get to pick. We just got the cats. Okay. So, like, <laughs> it wasn't really my choice, but, like, I love them. So, it's okay. like, I, I both. Like, if I if I could have, like, co- coexisting cat dog, cat dog cat in dog. my household, that would be. <laughs> Mixed breed. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd want cat dog. Do you guys know about cat dog? What cat dog is? Like no. the old TV show, uh-uh. Cat Dog? Dude, no. there was literally a cartoon when I was a kid where there was a, a, it's a cat dog where there's just like a cat <laughs> head and a dog head and they're connected, they each have two legs. Oh. And like they're like they're a cat dog. Like Simon's <laughs> twin? Yeah, like literally, just like two-headed, like one's a cat, one's a dog. A cat dog. <laughs> Look it up later, trust me. It's a, it's a quality cartoon show. Man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. That doesn't sound like quality. Hey, man, they get, they get, think about it. They're always getting into each other's escapades. One hates it, one likes it. It's good. All right, that's gonna, we, let's get into some volleyball talk. Let's get into a real interview with our athletes here. I, I, I we'll start off, we'll kind of work our way chronologically towards, um, towards what we're talking. So let's first talk about your guys' season as a whole. Uh, you guys made it to that uh, quarterfinal last year. You guys fell. What type of motivation did that you guys bring back for your senior year after what happened last season, and how much have you guys ridden that throughout to this point? Uh, well, last season, our momentous moment was beating Cadillac. That was the grand prize. That's what we wanted. And it was really nice to get to the quarterfinals last year, and it was a great experience. But I don't want to say that we, like, stopped pushing ourselves, but we kind of eased off a little bit because we were like, we wow, we beat. a little bit? Yeah, we, like, settled with Cadillac. We were like, wow, we just beat them. First time in, what, like, 12 years since we beat them? Yeah, so I think this year we're a lot more prepared. We're a lot more excited, like, going into this. Like, we... We just, like want this game. Like we just want. We're just so excited to like yeah. play it finally again. Like that we're back. The chance to like, do it again. Does it almost feel like this year's quarterfinal has more stakes to it because of that kind yeah. of feeling? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Like seniors, like a totally different outlook on the whole like yeah. sports as a whole. So yeah, it I'm, could end it. Like this game could end it all for us. Like we took it to the very last week possible. Why not? finish the week out yeah yeah only a couple more left i mean mm-hmm. you just got to make it there uh, the whole season i mean you guys won 50 games once again for the season which you guys just keep on knocking those seasons down um that that's a big accomplishment for any volleyball team but that doesn't come without your trials through the season i know you know both of you guys said something this past week about the tournaments that you guys added this year coach mm-hmm. hall oh, yeah. told me what you guys have done to kind of up your game this season how much do you think out of those 50 wins, you know, you guys you guys added new stuff. How much do you think those big tournaments, um, those big teams that you played have prepared you for the moment that you're going to be facing this week? I think they built us up for a lot. It made us step our game up when we played those harder teams. And coming into this last few 
these last few games, we know they're going to be tough. They're going to be like those really big tournaments. I mean, we played Lake Orion. We lost to them, but they were, it was really close the whole time. I mean, they're Class A, so <laughs> really yeah. big. Yeah, I think we knew what it felt like to like lose and not want to lose. Like, it gave us that like, drive. Whereas, like, if we went to all these like, easier tournaments, we would just win and win and win, and we wouldn't we would just games. expect to win. And rather than, you know, and we, when we play harder games, we wouldn't understand, like, why we weren't winning, you know. So I think it gave us a lot more, you know, just a greater look on it, I guess. Does that kind of, has that helped you guys with in-game adjustments as well? Because feel, I feel like that, yeah. like, that's kind of the difference when you are dealing with, you know, some regular season play or those tournaments, then you get into the postseason, is the adjustments in-game that you can mm-hmm. make. Because there are times where you can run away with stuff in the regular season, but yeah. as we saw this past week, it seems like you might be away with it, but then adjustments get made and everything's different. How much do you think those situations have helped you guys for your in-game experience? Those situations, they've helped us a lot, being able to change on the spot what we have to do. We did that, I think that we did that a lot in Cadillac, because we had to up our mm-hmm. game a lot in that last set against them, because they, they up theirs, so we had to try and pull it out. Yeah, I think it's totally mental. Like, this team, like, you know, in those harder tournaments, you're playing harder teams, and it might get in your head that, hey, we're down a few points, like, we have to pick it up, and we have to, like, know how to not get, like, Freeze. down, yeah, and, like, like get angry with each other we, we learned a lot about our team like how to bring each other up the way that, like everybody like understands each other like we always like huddle up and we always like give each other high fives and mm-hmm. like make sure everyone's like smiling before they leave like the circle like if it, like if anybody's like not happy you did you that with sure. me for Cadillac yeah. in the fourth set I got so <laughs> mad and she came up to me and she like put her hand on my head and was like you gotta get in this come on yeah like it's, it's okay not, yeah like nobody walks out of the circle without like a happy face <laughs> like they're like you got it the next time like nobody just walks away that's just like our team that's just how we how we roll I mean, I'm sure, I'm, like you said in that fourth set, I'm sure it probably got pretty frustrating because I think what their mm-hmm. adjustment did is they just started putting up like a crazy good block on you yeah. guys. And you, yeah. Brittany, you guys just could it, they just had hands on everything that you guys put yeah. through. And I'm sure that can get frustrating. But Fair. I do I do want to talk about that Cadillac game for, for, for all that it was worth. You guys swept them last year, and then this year they wanted vengeance. You guys wanted it. It all kind mm-hmm. of built up to that moment. First of all, did it live up to the hype for you guys? Because I know for us it did. That, that like I said on the top of the show and to you guys, that's one of the best viable games I've ever seen. Did that live up to the hype for you guys? And what was it like being in literally such a close-fought battle with somebody who's so evenly matched with you? The 29-27 set, that was the best set, I've got to say. That's one of the best sets we've played in a really long time, the will and not giving up on that. But just the celebrations after the points, like scream, like literally screaming our heads off and yeah. just getting so excited over all the little things. Yeah, I think that a lot, a lot of like our cheers in the middle, like no matter what it was, we were like, we, we get to like jump like after a cheer, like, and I mean that made it a lot more tiring, but like, yeah. that's, like, that's like the whole like fun of it. Like you're so excited, you can't help but jump up and down after the play. Like you're putting your extra energy into that, but it's, there's nothing gonna bring you down because right. all the adrenaline is just there. So it's like it's almost like like getting you ready for the next volley. Like you're you're just like so pumped up. I just one thing you said volley. How do you get? How do you prepare yourself for volleys that seemed like they went for like two and a half years in that match? I that that that's, some of those were so hard fought. I keep telling. Yeah. I, I don't know how it felt for you guys. I keep telling people that I feel like they were two minute long volleys where you guys mm-hmm. each had five or six digs in a volley. I don't know if that's yeah. how it felt when you guys were on the court, but what mm-hmm. is it like being in that situation where it's literally like every mo every movement is do or die? Honestly, it's nerve wracking. Like my heart races. Like I'm just like. After, like, if, like, miss a block or something like that, and it's just like, oh, my God, please pass it up. Please pass it up. We can't end it. 
But, like, it feels like it goes on forever, but by the time you're done, it's, like, that was probably only, like, 30 seconds long. Like, we'd had a, we had a volley last year that, what, went over a minute. Mm-hmm. We had a volley. I can we almost guarantee you one of those so went over a minute. Uh-huh. Kind of probably. Yeah, I know Brittany had, like, three digs on one of them that, yeah. like, she was, like, over here, and then she caught one on, like, the very back, and then you, you, you <laughs> caught one on the right side of the net with one hand that went over, and I was just, like... Yeah. What is going on here? You got questions at some point. I'm sorry. I'm, I told you I selfishly had questions to ask about this past week. That's all right. You guys mentioned the celebrations. That like mm-hmm. volleyball is kind of a unique thing for volleyball. How is that different for volleyball and like keeping things going than in, than in other sports? Because after you know every minute or so, you have the yeah. potential for like those little big mm-hmm. celebrations. Yeah. How does that kind of keep you going? And how is that different from other sports? I guess in, like, basketball, you don't yeah. come together after, like, a point or something. You yeah. don't come together and celebrate with the team. Yeah. It just helps so much because, like, we just got this amazing point. Like, in, like, say, basketball, like, somebody makes, like, a, like a three-point and it puts you up by one. Like, everybody cheers, but you're not done yet. And it's like, yeah. here you're not done here either, but you just get to you get to celebrate. You get to stop and, like, celebrate it and then be, like, just realize that and then be ready for the next play. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's awesome getting to, like, just, like, celebrate it. I mean, it, it's got to be fun just over and over again. Like, you get, like, yeah. six, seven in a row. You're like, okay, now we're just celebrating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't figure out a different way to do it after a while, right? Yeah. Nah, can't nah. do it exactly the same, right? <laughs> They're normally They're pretty, pretty I mean, close. yeah, block. You gotta, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could do I mean, all no, your I mean guys' celebrations. celebrations. Yeah, yeah, all their celebrations yeah. are, I mean, I guess all the, the emotion of their celebrations is yes. different. Because you guys were really into it on Thursday. Um, a couple times, I wish I had a camera just to catch you guys. <laughs> yeah, volleyball's every single point. Yeah, yeah. Come together. Really, like even even when you're down, you still come together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very like ups and like it's very much your enthusiasm. Like mm-hmm. there's a better word, but you have to be like literally excited the whole game. Like that's the way you play. Like basketball, you can play good when you're upset because you it's it's <laughs> a contact <laughs> sport, and so you can still play really good like, upset. And volleyball, like you have to be you have to be like happy up. And you have to be like on that like high just to like do your best. Yeah, I think it's totally different. So hypothetical question: You guys are playing still on Saturday. There's mm-hmm. also a football game on Saturday. What are you guys yes. doing? This has been because your final would be at uh, what four thirty? Yeah, four thirty, and they play at one. They play at one o'clock. That's so hard. I don't. There's been so much talk about it, but honestly, I've been like personally, I think it's so much like it's just so awesome for our school to like be in like situation like if that could happen, you know, both ways for football and volleyball. But I just think this is like the only chance we get to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, like on our boys, like this is the only chance for them. So I think we each need to focus on like. Our own own team. No, we we do have to talk. um, I I know that we don't want to, but we do have to talk about this week. Tomorrow, we'll start there. Uh, You guys, obviously, like we said, we fell in the spot last year, but I kind of asked you guys on on last Thursday if you feel more prepared because you've been there before. Is that the case? And how much have you, you know, looked back on, you know, what you've already done this season and even the momentum that you get from beating Cadillac and take that into this quarterfinal match tomorrow? Going into this match, we've been there before. We've played in these big gyms now. And last year was more of like a shock, like, oh, my gosh, we're here. We thought so much of it, and we didn't really execute that day. But I think this time we're a little more prepared for it, and we can actually execute properly, I think. Yeah, and I think last year we kind of – we didn't really – we underestimated how um, well the team we were going to be playing was. I mean, all you get is – the film you see that's not that's not you know how like really how it goes so i think this year we we understand that and we know it's it's do or die now i think this team like as a whole is a lot more like we work together like i mean we've said mm-hmm. this before but i think 
we're all just more like we're a lot excited like we're really excited for it. i think l- last year yeah, it was kind of just like we're gonna play a game but this year it's like we're gonna play a game like, like we have time to make like more momentous history right now like yeah. if we win this we're the first class b final four team at kingsley Mm-hmm. On volleyball, like that's the first yeah. time. I'll take the blame for your guys' loss against Corona last year, though, because uh, <laughs> you guys were playing at my uh, alma mater, so I jinxed oh. you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. Now, uh, we, uh, like we said, we don't we don't like to talk too much in the future, but we already have kind of speculated a little bit on the podcast because we won't get another podcast until after you guys yeah. are done. So. Need I want to do a little bit of conjecture at least. You guys obviously had the, the goal of beating Cadillac again this season. You knocked that down. Mm-hmm. But you guys, like mm-hmm. you said, that was your goal last year. Mm-hmm. What are the goals this year, and how do you guys expect to reach them? I think, Final four. <laughs> I think every game from now on is a goal. Like, every game, like, tomorrow, like, winning that, reaching a goal. Like, every single mm-hmm. step. Another practice. We're saying, like, tonight we had a practice, like, this could potentially be our last Almost practice. Like, let's try our best. We want another practice. Like, that's a goal, to mm-hmm. get another practice. Every tiny step, like, from now is just yeah. huge. Like, before this, it was, let's get another week. Let's get another week. And this is now the last week. last week. Yeah. Like, we just got to finish it out. Yeah. We don't want to cut it short. Are you guys going to have a competition with the football team to see who beats Freeland by, uh, worse? <laughs> 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 that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Hopefully, 3-0 sweep and just yeah. send it on home. Yeah. yeah, I think that would say that we beat them more than, better than yeah. <laughs> the football the team. Football Three team. sweep. Yeah, the, f- the football team let them back into it a little bit. They let them score some garbage time yeah. touchdowns. A little bit, a little bit. Don't let, don't let I mean, them. It was come back forty-three to seven yeah. at one point. Man, there was a running clock. Yeah, in a playoff game. This is the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> there was a running clock, and then they, sh- or no, it was on fourth. But then they scored like two touchdowns in the last five minutes. I think that's when the JV went in. Yeah, there was there were a bunch of JV players in there at that point. Yeah. All right, I do. We one thing that happened today I wanted to ask you about. Austin, congratulations! You signed uh, your letter of intent to go play volleyball at Central Michigan. Um, I know that you committed probably three, three or four months ago, but does it feel any different now that you kind of put your name to ink? And I mean, how excited are you for that experience? It feels a little different. I actually committed on April first of last year on okay. April Fool's Day. Okay. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever because I got a text back from the CMU coach and I was like. Is this some sick April Fool's joke? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Is this for real? Yes, I want to play for you. But actually getting to go through the paperwork, reading what I'm going to get going down there because I'm going on scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, like, reading through, like, the apparel I'm going to get. I got the text from the assistant coach asking all my sizes, and I was so excited. And then I got the option for my number. Okay. And it was either 8 or 17. So I get my high school number when I go to CMU. Okay. So I picked 8 because that's just kind of my lucky number. I've got a necklace that's like the shape okay. of an 8. So I'm just all about that. Okay, but you, you put your ink to paper. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, we, we can talk about you a little bit. Do you have anything um, planned for college so far? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of in between. I. I'm looking into architecture, so okay. I'm looking I'm like more for education. I've been looking into going to Indiana University, okay. which is a big school. Um, I actually rowed this past fall as well, like rowing mm-hmm. in boat. So if like I could potentially do that there, I think that'd be totally awesome. Um, so I could, you know, be a D1 athlete. I think it'd be super cool. But I'm also going into the track season. If I could throw anywhere, I think that'd be awesome. So those are okay. my possible athletic <laughs> futures but goals at the very yes, least yes yes something to look forward to uh-huh mm-hmm. for sure 
So thank you guys so much for joining us in the get around today. Uh, congratulations on another regional title and good luck in the quarterfinals. And hopefully we'll be seeing you guys in Battle Creek. Thanks thank so you. much. Thanks. Thanks to Austin and Sydney for coming into the podcast studio. Sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. That means we're going to move into the psychic realm and play our game of crystal ball, gentlemen. Where we have no holds bar predictions. All the conjecture you may want. We have several teams left who are vying for a fall sports title. We got volleyball, football left. We're going to talk about each uh, each one of these sports, and I want to know who we think is going or who we think is going to win a state title. I want I want definitive, hot take predictions out of you, gentlemen. Who's going to win a state title? We got three teams in football, three teams in volleyball, and uh, who's going to fall out, or, or is anybody going to fall out in the quarterfinals, or will Kingsley, Glen Lake? You understand. I'll start off first. <laughs> you yeah, understand my point. Just ask us the question. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. What's the question again? Who wins? He hasn't who, gotten there yet. He's just been <laughs> setting the table for the past half hour. Who wins the state title from our area in volleyball this weekend? I'm going to be unpopular, but I don't know if any of our three teams are going to necessarily be favored to win a state title. I, if your then question you, you, is, no, then it could be it could be the other way around. Who's gonna Who's gonna lose win? I need a prediction. I need who's something heavy. Lose win. I need something heavy. I need something stouting about. You know, I, obviously this is all going down on Tuesday. Right, how about this? Just give me your prediction for this week in volleyball. What's going to happen? I need I what, think, what happens with the three teams? I think Leland, due to experience, will definitely be favored in their quarterfinal matchup, but they're playing it. This is the toughest quarterfinal game Leland has probably played in in this modern era with a top five team in Merrill. I'm not saying they aren't favored. They probably are due to all the experience and Coach Glass and, and the girls who played in the Final Four in these quarterfinals before, but usually their quarterfinal is just a breeze sweep. And then here we are in Battle Creek again. The one time they didn't make it to Battle Creek a couple years ago was when they lost to a really good team in the regional. This quarterfinal pairing with a mid-Michigan team has always been kind of a cupcake. I don't think that's the case this year, so I'm really curious to see how they play in that match Tuesday in Chippewa Hills against Merrill. They're both number five and number six in the rankings. So obviously the state considers these two teams pretty even. Again, we gave the edge to Leland, but I'm not so sure that's a, a gimme win like it is always. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them miss out because of this game. James, what about Kingsley Volleyball? What do you see going on for Kingsley this weekend or this week? Well, I'm kind of with Harrison in that I don't, I think it would be a surprise. Not, maybe not a shock, but I mean, kind of a surprise if, if, uh, if any of these three teams won the state title. Given that in all three divisions, the number one ranked team in the state is still out there. So they're going to have to beat somebody that they're going to come into the, a match not supposed to be beating. Kingsley's already done that, and that we two of the three of us thought that they would lose to Cadillac. Um, not I. You know, so I, they all got their work cut out for them. You know, I make some sort of prediction. Right, so if we're making volleyball, I just, just kind of did that. I, you know, the all I, you know, I think you, all three you think of them they all fall before a state title game. Do you think anybody? Makes I think it to a state title? I think Kingsley. Wins. No, I think I think they. I think that Leland gets to the state title game. Okay, but then they're going to have probably Menden, who's a team that they've lost in the state titles to before, um, and they're going to have to pull off an upset of the number one team. 
I think St. Francis is in trouble on Tuesday with Beaverton. That's a very good Beaverton team that's has beaten a lot of good opponents throughout the year. And this isn't a knock on St. Francis. I just feel like they're they're maybe a little farther along than I expected them to be, which is a, a nod to them as far as like success this year. But I feel like this week might be a little, you know, a rude awakening, rude awakening, or just you know they're not quite ready for this part of the they did it was very impressive to come back in Manistique after going down a set to win that in their building so maybe that kind of instills the confidence they need but I not picking them to beat Beaverton I'll believe it when I see it I mentioned my feelings on Leland their favorite but I'm not going to be surprised if if they come up short tomorrow Tuesday night Kingsley I think I, I would say is the most likely for a lock to get down to Battle Creek, to but there. then they have to place, I think it's either Grand Rapids Catholic or Hamilton, and they're two top five ranked teams. Grand Rapids Catholic's number one, so I feel like Kingsley, as much as we would love to see two big Kingsley games on a Saturday afternoon, I don't think it's in the cards. So yeah, Leland definitely our best shot to get to a title game, but even then, that's that's not an easy road to hoe in the next four days. Yeah, they get the winner of Grand Rapids Christian and Hamilton, who are ranked number one and four. Kingsley's number six. I mean, rankings. So I've really got a team. Mean a whole I've got lot, a team. They do mean something. I unfortunately, in my crystal ball, have no teams winning it. I do have a team winning every round, just like James with just Leland in the final. There, but one will fall off each way. Down this, road. I will reiterate. I, I, yeah, this is a tough quarterfinal for Leland, yeah. and they're not. It'll, used it'll be to enough that. to keep you busy. Down <laughs> yeah, in Battle Creek. yeah, right. Just enough to throw off our coverage. Well, I, I personally, I know, I personally think, I don't know. I honestly, God, I don't care who Kingsley's playing. If Kingsley plays like they played against Cadillac on Thursday, I can see them beating anybody who's above them. Anybody who's favored to beat them, if they play with that type of defense, if they can make those types of adjustments, I think they can win a state title. I think I'll it's- hop on the train, and I'm going to make a nice stout prediction. I think Kingsley can do it, even though it's going to be tough. I think T- Kingsley has the best shot out of these three teams. I think Kingsley's the best out of these three teams, and I think that they have the most momentum going in. I think they, once again, they have the, they don't have the experience of being actually in Battle Creek, but they're a very senior-laden team. Leland only has one senior. St. Francis only has two seniors. I think Kingsley is our best shot for a state title in volleyball this weekend. I think whoever they draw in the semis, which I'm saying I think they're a lot to get there, that team is probably going to be on another level above Cadillac, and that's going to be a situation that I'm not saying is impossible to overcome, but that's going to be a a new type of adversity to face, and that's, yeah. If we thought thought they were pushed to their limits last Thursday, that's going to be a new new limit to push in that semifinal. All right, let's go into the football realm of things. We have three teams left. We kind of already talked about Sutton's Bay going up to Cologne. I just want a yes or no answer about Sutton's Bay from you guys. Cologne. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong we've all, all week. We've all, I, it's so weird saying colon. Colon. The like, matchup just smells good. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Cologne. But not if it's yes, colon. It's the other way around. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sutton's Smell Bay. my colon. Sutton's Bay and colon. Uh, we've already kind of talked about that a little bit here at the top of the show, but I want a yes or no answer out of you fellas. Do we think the Norse come back from the Upper Peninsula champions for the first time in school history? We don't even <laughs> go that deep into it. We've already talked about it. I just, I, it's, they're not, they're it's not favorite. It's they're the underdogs in this one. Totally. And they've got some talented playmakers. I've seen Bryce Hopi shift momentum for games more than once. We'll hear about him in a second in the Hall of Fame nominations. But they're underdogs. And that is not an easy. I, when we were talking to Coach Opie after the game Saturday, he's like, "That's a that's a tough team, a tough program." And I imagine he dove right into film shortly after dinner on Saturday night because there's a lot of stuff they got to figure out. Is there a chance? Of course, but Colin is going to be your uh, 
your favorite to win that one. That's that's not an easy task to do. Of course. I mean, if, if what Bryce said was true a couple weeks ago on the podcast, they probably were doing film during dinner. So it didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> it probably wasn't. Very, I believe it. It probably wasn't very long after that game they started prepping for Colin. But what do you think, James, yes or no? I mean, it, this is going to be the first real test, I think, that Colin gets this season. They've killed everybody. They've, they've killed you don't think everybody. Martin was a good team. They've wiped the floor with. Everybody. They wiped them. Wiped the floor with. But them. my point is, Martin was a good team, and they still lost by a several touchdowns. Yeah, but I think that Sutton's Bay has the game, the game-changing playmakers to be able to land some haymakers, stay in this game, hang around, and that's a key for and possibly them. win. I yeah. think the same thing. Dude, you know, Colin is is making the same drive, a further drive up to Marquette than Sutton's Bay is. They're going to be dealing with the same nerves. They're going to in a state title game too. I don't think you know. I don't. There's not very often that people are jumping out winning 58 to zero in no state title games. This is going to be, like I said, a dogfight. I think they have a very solid shot of winning this. Their defense just has to show up. We've been underestimating their defense this entire season. I think we just keep looking at their playmakers on offense. The only team that has put up more than 20 points on Sutton's Bay is Gaylord St. Mary, or really just Brady Hunter. If they have, if Gaylord St. Hunters, if they have, yeah. if, but I'm, if if they ha- if they're able to key in on a couple guys on Colin like they did with Kingston with Caleb Goss, tire out their workhorse, make sure that take them out of the game. Sutton's Bay has four or five guys in Cam Knob, Bryce Opie, Lucas Mikezell who can make those plays. I don't know what Colin has, but I do not count these guys out at all. I think there's a good chance they come back. I, I, I but that's I mean, not the question. It does yes or, or no? do they or do they not? Play I'll say up? yes. I'll give them. I'll give them the big thumbs up, and I'll say yes. I'll be. A, I'll be the. Homer here today. I think it helps that they're in the first game on Saturday too, because they are just going to get up in the morning and play football. You're not going to have a whole lot of time to sit there and think about how big of an underdog you are coming into this game and have to sit there through another football game watching and waiting to play. You're just going to wake up and play football. And I think psychologically that's kind of an advantage rather than having to wait later in the day. All right, we got. So is that your? What's your pick? Yes. No. Do they? No. I said they got. They've got a a really good shot. I need a yes or no. They come home with a state Do title. they win? Yes. If I was going to bet, yes, I would. I would put my money on the, the team that's killed everybody this year and <laughs> had anybody play with them. But I think the Sutton's Bay has uh, uh, definitely has at least a puncher's chance. I'm I think not. they'll do as good as Martin did, I'm or, be- my, or better than Martin did. I'm putting I mean, my money on the Norris, so the payout's much bigger when. Uh, well, we don't know what the spread is. So I don't need a spread. The... We know it's underdog. It means that my my money's at least getting like times two, times three. Hey, how'd the Spartans do with that spread last week? Hey, that was a bad spread. Anyways, Vegas is <laughs> obvi- also the team that you drank the Kool-Aid for last Vegas week. obviously had no idea what they were talking about with that spread. So, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, we scored first. Somebody called me a Mark D'Antonio sympathizer this weekend. I was like, you know what? I might just be. I might just be. Let's talk about a couple of really good coaches from Northern Michigan. Uh, Tim Moore at Kingsley and Jerry Andrews at Glen Lake. Just a side note, I have to mention this. We had a freelancer from Marquette cover the Glen Lake game against Calumet this past weekend out in Calumet, and I just thought this was hilarious. How many times in this podcast we've brought this up? This is completely unsolicited, whatever. you read. I read this entire story on Proofing at the very end. The last sentence that isn't a quote in the story just says, Jerry Angers wore shorts in 13-degree weather. And the, the freelancer felt it was necessary to make sure he included in the story. So now I no longer feel like we actually beat this up that much. It is newsworthy. Well, we do because we know what happens every no, week. That point. guy had never seen it that's, before. That's what's cr- it's newsworthy. This is something that is noticeable. I just had to bring- Did Coach Lauchs do that for Sutton's Bay this week? Yeah, yeah. Short time. but it was yep. nicer this week than last week. Yeah, I told him that. But the game at St. Mary game, I was Yeah, I told him. I was like, just wearing shorts then. Jerry was up in Calumet. It's a little bit different. Anyways. Yeah, but he did that in 2016. I know. Anyways. It was brought up. I just, I just wanted to mention it because when, 
when somebody uh, completely unrelated notices it, Jerry, you might just have a problem. <laughs> Let's talk about that team then that we were just talking about, Glen Lake. Uh, they beat Kelly Met 15 to 14 last week. They are now in the state semifinal. Same thing with Kingsley, taking down Freeland rather easily last week. Uh, we've talked about these two teams since the start of the year. We all picked these as our favorites to make it to the Ford Field. We're only one game away. I don't know if I want to play more likely, but this is our crystal ball. Which of these two teams makes it to Ford Field after the semifinals? It could be one, neither, or both. But I, get I, this, a... I get this weird vibe that it's going to be one of the two. It's In the five years I've worked in the sports department here, and obviously I cover a lot wider of a viewing area than in James since the times he worked here, but uh, I've only gone down one time, and that's for Glen Lake in 2016. So our teams don't routinely get there, especially two of them in the same season. I just got this weird vibe like I, I think they're both pick em games. I think both of them can win these games. I think there's a chance both of them can lose. So if you're asking me who I think has the better shot to win, I guess I'll take Kingsley just knowing how unstoppable they seem. And Glen Lake is playing the same team that beat St. Francis a year ago, so that'll be an intriguing matchup there in Montague. And we dissected that one five ways from Friday last year. I got a vibe it's going to be one of the two, and I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say Kingsley. But they're, they're both worthy of getting there. They both could be sent home on Saturday, too. So a lot to be determined. Well, you're, you're what going, could be two very you're, you're good going, games? You're going one, not both, but not neither. So there's you're going Harrison. one. Yeah. What about you, James? I like both of them. I mean, and they're they're both, I mean, if this wasn't a neutral site game, they'd be the home team. Both of them would be, based on record and playoff points. You know, I don't know a whole lot about Montague, but I know a lot about Glen Lake. So that makes me kind of want to kind of want to pick them. I mean, and they're playing on an artificial turf at Claire that they're used to. And, uh, you know, so I like them. I like Kingsley in that they're playing a team that likes to throw the ball a lot, and it's going to be an outdoor game. You know, Kingsley hasn't faced a whole lot of teams that throw the ball. A ton. But when Freeland was forced to throw the ball in that game on Saturday, man, did they bring the pressure. And the coverage wasn't necessarily, I mean, the coverage is all right or anything like that, but they weren't picking passes off or anything like that. But Kingsley was getting after the quarterback. I mean, Jaden Inthezone just railed that quarterback like twice. One time he didn't even, he didn't even really tackle him. He just ran up behind him and it was like two-hand touch. He put two hands in the back of his, back of this guy's back and just pushed him to the ground. And Make sure you don't get that roughing the passer call. <laughs> yeah, that's key. <laughs> and but I mean, so if they can generate that kind of a pass rush again, and they were doing it with multiple guys, it wasn't always just in the zone either. I could see them shutting down Lansing uh, Catholic's passing game, and then we know what they can do on offense. They got so many different weapons that if you key at one, they're going to beat you with somebody else. It does feel like Lansing Catholic will be the first good defensive team they've played maybe this whole season. <laughs> The way their their defensive numbers are throughout the year, so that'll be an intriguing thing to watch out for, at least early. I Kingsley's played some good defensive teams. They've just made them look like not good defensive. Okay, teams. then really good defensive. Okay, teams. I'm just however you want me to phrase but it. But they just have made them look like they're somebody not. somebody that legitimately might slow them down. I'll I'll double up with with James and I'll say I like both of their chances. You guys are all homers. No, I do. I I I, I honestly got. I have a good feeling about this week for some of our area teams. I'm, I'm familiar with Lansing Catholic. I'm familiar with what they run. I don't think they're going to be able to handle Kingsley's offense. They, they're usually a bit more spread out. The speed of Kingsley will be matched by Lansing Catholic, but they don't make mistakes. Uh, Glen Lake, on the other hand, like you said, don't know too much about Montague, but I feel like they're, they, they've started to learn how to win at the right time. I feel like they did coast a little bit a couple of those games through the season that were a little bit easy for them. I think they learned their lesson against a good Kingsley team on how to shore up those mistakes and not let somebody beat them. I think they showed that against Calumet last week, winning 15-14. to 14. That was the score at halftime, and they held... Well, there were more mistakes made by both teams but, in that game. But 
still, I'm just, what I'm saying is, is they, they, that was a score at halftime, and they held tight. They didn't, even though they didn't score anymore, they did not let a good Calumet team get over them. They almost and, did. And it, there was the a two point half. conversion that Calumet went for. It would have put them up eight. And they stopped them on the goal line. That's all it takes. It's just one play. But uh, mm-hmm. I like both their chances. If I if I was forced to go one or the other, I would give Kingsley the better chance just because I like the way that they look right now. Beating Oak Ridge, destroying Freeland. They've killed everybody over the la- this season, really. It's crazy to think that Benzie Central is the, the offense that did the best against them all season long. You know, I guess we'll have to see what Lansing Catholic brings to the table down there in Greenville on Saturday. Yeah, and Montague is one of those teams that's just in and out every year. Really good. You're at, you're in the final four. That's all these teams are good. <clears throat> yeah. Our teams are good. Their teams are good. There's really nothing shocking that can happen at this point outside of maybe like it's a about 40, who executes a who forty point make blowout. Yeah, and that's what I think. That's what I think Kingsley has on their competition is I don't think Coach Wuer. I you don't, I guarantee Kingsley's schedule's been better than Lansing Catholic. I'll say that for sure. You, but you don't see. All I'm just saying is you don't see Kingsley making mental mental mistakes at this point in the season. You haven't yet so far. Anywho, we have to get the people fed today. We do. We are giving away two free Jimmy John subs, as we do every week, to our loyal Audible viewers who interact with our podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or on SoundCloud. But this week's winner is going to be Harrison Franklin. Traverse City St. Francis football player. Ayo! Listen to his teammates. There you go. That's what you that's get a, for that's support. That's a good teammate. They'll say that's what you get for supporting your teammates. You get a couple free Jimmy John subs, so we'll be getting a hold of you to send those coupons on out but don't forget you can win too just interact with us like share retweet comment post so we know that you are listening and we will toss your name into the hat for our weekly giveaways before we get too far down the rabbit hole we're going to dive into the hall of fame and induct another person into the most exclusive club in northern michigan three more candidates this this week i'll go ahead and get started off with with somebody we kind of talked about a, a little bit at length earlier with Kingsley's Brittany Bowman, helped lead the Stags over Cadillac in that five-set win, had 26 kills, 27 digs, so obviously just a monster on both sides of the ball, Uh, but she just made big defensive play after big defensive play, Uh, saved so many balls, dug them up, had a couple of aces in there too, so uh, Brittany, I'm surprised, I was looking back, she hasn't been nominated at all this fall season, and she's not in the Hall of Fame, Uh, so definitely a good spot for her to show up for her team. It's just a bad call on our decision. Yeah, right. On our part. I mean, why did we have to nominate Brady Hunter so much? <laughs> you just never got in. All right, James, we got Lucas Mikesell from Sutton's Bay. He had a kickoff return for a touchdown, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, and an interception in that win over Kingston. But yeah, no, he he definitely made the difference in that game. It seems like he's made the difference in quite a few other games. But Kingston scored. And then Lucas Mikesell took the next kickoff back for a touchdown, and then Sutton's Bay was just on it from there. Off the races. On it from there. Uh, Harrison, who's your uh, nomination for episode 102? You know, I, I'm used to Mikesell dominating Sutton's Bay games, or at least being the key spark, but when I got there in the second half to watch that game on Saturday, it was it was Bryce Opie that kind of put on the show a couple great uh, QB keeper touchdowns, put them ahead, and then... Uh, Handed off to Mikesell for a score in the fourth quarter, but I think those OP plays when they were up by four for the first score, uh, then that gave him a touchdown plus edge. And then the next play that you know what I'm talking about, he <laughs> rammed into a Kingston defender and truck stick the heck out of him and got in the end zone anyways. Yard, barely nudged him as far as it, stopping his offensive progress and still got in. So, I, I mean, he's probably not going to win, but l- little stuff like that, you just can't help but take notice the leadership that guy has on the field and you know, in certain plays, just putting it on his back to to make sure that his team punches that ticket to the state finals. All righty, gentlemen. 
You know what that means? It's time for us to put it up to a vote. Yes, you want. Let's go in reverse order of nomination. You go first, Harrison. Uh, I'm going for Brady Hunter. I think uh, <laughs> he had a great week on the couch. No. A great week on the couch. You have to go, Brittany Bowman. I think when you were talking about how it's sad that we haven't seen her on the nomination board yet this year, I think that's because, for me, it was the eye test in watching her compete in a big game. And for her to be there in all those key situations, stats don't tell the story. Maybe they do in basketball for her. But in, in volleyball, it's just how she's just all over the floor and adjusting. I think I counted. She only made one or two mistakes the whole match as far as, like, putting balls out of bounds or hitting the net or something. And I remember just kind of looking. I'm like, whoa, a rare, you know, I was considering her to be automatic whenever she touched the ball. And there were a couple times where she, who could blame her, you know, you're playing for two hours. You're going to make a mistake every once in a while. It's a lot of volleyball. Uh, but it just, it, I just remember that standing out to me whenever she would have a miscue and thinking, oh, that's odd. She she actually made a mistake. Like this girl, yeah. I'm expecting her to do everything on that floor right now. And yeah, I mean, I think the and eye test. Did. I think the eye test tells it all for Brittany Bowman, and and that's why I'm putting her in this spot. James, I can second that. All right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I you do you did a really good job of just explaining probably exactly what well, one of us would say. I wanted to nominate her too. Yeah. Like, you had already. Oh well, yeah, because me, so. the, the, but yeah, and you wanted to nominate her because we saw the same thing last Thursday. Yeah. Like if 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 Kingsley didn't have Brittany Bowman, they would have stood. Absolutely no chance in that game. If she didn't make the plays that she did, Cadillac would have won that game because it really was only one point or two points either way changed that entire five-set match. And she was kind of shut down in the third and fourth, but that fifth set, she roared back to life with some, some impactful well, yeah, I'm kills, just I'm just so. looking at stats right now. So she swung 99 times. That I mean, that's that's how much she had to get up and jump and hit the yeah, ball over and over and over and over, and over again. Good. So they are they are very much um, reliant on her and what she's able to do, and especially going up against somebody like Macy Brown and that Cadillac block that they had going on. She had she hit the ball 99 times and only had 26 kills because Cadillac had so many blocks I couldn't even count them. Because uh, they were just putting up the greatest block against Brittany Bowman, but somehow she still found a way. I'm also going to vote for my candidate in Brittany Bowman, and we are going to put her into the Hall of Fame. So, Brittany, even though I'm pretty sure you're already in here for several things for the fall sports of 2019, congratulations. You are the latest inductee to the Get Around Hall of Fame. That means we have one section left, fellas the trifecta. And we kind of talked a little bit at the beginning of the. Episode. And then you said down the rabbit hole in the last segment, so I thought that was an Alice in Wonderland reference. Oh, that's on that's on Disney Plus too. But gentlemen, Disney Plus dropped last week. Somehow we all have the streaming service it, already. Yeah, I think all of America has it. It's probably, it's probably close. Uh, I Disney mean, they did, definitely took over after. This I mean, one. they did give away a lot of free trials and everything. Verizon has given away for a free year. But if I know a lot of the kids on the show, I'm sure, or who listen to our show, um, the athletes and everything, I'm sure you guys. There's some shows on there you guys are pretty excited for. But when it comes to Harrison, this is his childhood and a half, basically, all on Disney+. Plus. All? I mean, I was a big Nickelodeon guy, too. I don't know, man. It's for, let's, add, let's, let's put it to you first, man. What's your favorite thing that's on Disney+, Plus, or what are you most excited for that's going to be on Disney+, Plus if it's not already there? Mostly because I didn't know it was going to be on there, and then I searched for it and found it on the first, when it dropped last week, was uh, Brand Spankin' New Doug. I mean, that's, I love Doug on Nickelodeon, and then when they put it on one Saturday morning ABC back in the day, I, I just, I love Doug. He's like a dorky kid growing up, you know, kind of like Boy Meets World for cartoons. He's just like a nerdy kid who has a crush on a girl and a best friend who's weird, and we can all relate to, like, being that Doug character, I think, and writing in a journal every day. Maybe we don't write in journals, but we all, like, think about what we do and, you know, analyze it. Oh, I don't. It. Never. <laughs> 
So Doug was always a really cool show to me, but I didn't think it was going to be on there. I didn't see it in their little lists that dropped down. I was like, oh, man, come on. Disney owns this. And then I searched for it, and it was there. And I about woke up my neighbors at 1 a.m. when I saw that was on there. But, I mean, I've watched Doug, Even Stevens, DuckTales, Tailspin, Chip and Dale, the Star Wars, Clone Wars, Mandalorian. I, I've logged – I think I joked with somebody the other day, but it's I've probably logged about 30 episodes worth of shows by now. So you're talking about over an And entire, at least five movies. You're talking about like 24 hours of your last seven days have been exclusively spent watching Disney+. Yep. Plus. Oh, for sure. Minimum. For sure. It's <laughs> winter out, man. What a else do you do? A day of I don't, life. I don't go hunting. It wasn't hunting season. It was Disney Plus season. A day of Harrison's life just down the drain in a matter of a week. <laughs> down the drain or up the creek? I don't know. You've, pr- you've probably already seen all of these movies and shows once, so it's like... Not Mandalorian. Right? Good, good call. James, I mean, what he just said might be your answer, but what are you most excited for on Disney Plus? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the chalk pick, but I mean, I was well, excited say to something see the Mar- Mandalorian. Me. I haven't watched anything else. I mean, it was hunting season, so I was doing that. Is there anything maybe I, else I didn't. There? I wasn't successful at hunting, so maybe I should have been watching more Disney Plus, but I still have, I still have fun hunting even if I don't get it. You could it. stream Disney Plus while you're hunting. According to Joe Smokovich. I don't have that much data. <laughs> and, or that good a reception and where my hunting blind is. That would make sense. It's, it's okay, but not great. But what do you but think of The Mandalorian so far? I love it. I, there's so many Easter eggs in there. That it is, man, it's just, I want to go back and watch the two episodes that have already dropped. I want to watch so both you think, of them again. So you think it lives up to the hype? I, dude, I love it. I really like it because, I mean, I mean, I was a Boba Fett fan to begin with. You know, and this isn't Boba Fett, but it's the same race and same kind of character i think it's but. very good i just know it got a ton of talk like for the past year going into it and this this season's yeah. not done so i'm not going to judge it but it's not as like mind-blowing i just think that everybody has just like just like with the last couple star wars movies everybody has this huge grand door thing where like every 10 minutes there needs to be like super action and fights and like all this stuff, and, like, I just don't think anybody's really... People have seen the Clone Wars show and everything. I just don't think anybody's used to the Star Wars in a show form or where it can go slower, where it has a potential to drop so many Easter eggs across the time instead of just one two-hour movie where it's, like, bang, 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 bang. It's going to be slower. It's going to be more storytelling. I'm excited Well, and that's what I mean. I'm not going to judge it till the season's over. I'm judging it now and just saying I'm really interested in what's going on. I think that they've done a good job of tying everything together, and they... They peg hold a good point to put, get everybody on Disney Plus at least. So the bonus question: Do you wish they would have just dropped the entire season at once, like Netflix, or do you like this yes. weekly? Well, stream? of course I, I do. I totally wish they would have. But it makes sense why they didn't, because they gave everybody a free week trial, and then everybody would probably just check it out, watch the three Ducktales movies they loved as a kid, and then dip out. But there are uh, three Ducktales movies? I don't know. That's not, I have no idea. But the only reason why I'm I'm on Disney Plus is because of Star Wars. Over the last four nights yeah. or three nights, I got my roommate into Star Wars. That's We've the been, only reason. The only reason. I literally could care less about just about anything else that's on Disney Plus. And I literally mean I could wash my hands of everything else that's so on Disney Plus. So my age is yeah. Marvel? I don't I don't I don't watch any of those either. We've talked about this a hundred times. I've never been into superhero movies. So my age is like the prime age for this channel. Probably. You guys are both too too old and too young probably, to really yeah. embrace all like the Disney Channel original movies and stuff. I never watched. Them. I probably was in the prime for the Disney Channel back and, in the and day, they, and I grew up with those Disney Channel cartoons when I was a little kid. And so. I I, I, did, I, mean, I had a realization last night. Literally, the only reason I'm on Disney Plus is because of Star Wars. And when I was growing up, and all the Star Wars movies that I knew and loved had nothing to do with Disney. So like they weren't even in the same realm when the first six movies came out. You know what I'm saying? Like so. The only reason I'm on there at all is because of that. That's but the Simpsons. Only... You I don't watch Simpsons the Simpsons. Use? No, no, I literally... Don't. There's nothing on there that does anything for me, but I will 
literally have the subscription so I can watch Star Wars whenever I want. That seems maybe weird I'm to have a subscription for eight movies. Well, maybe no, I, I mean, they I'll have everything finish. else. They have all of the, the canon and everything. They have, they have everything that's Star Wars on there. Okay, um, so you will watch that? I, I, eventually, yeah. I'll get into that stuff because now I have the access to that type of stuff. But it's literally just for Star Wars. One thing I wanted to bring up, though, and this is kind of, this is just a, a Jake thing. Oh, there God. was this kid. There was this kid at the Kingsley football game. He was one of the water boys. He's wearing this fi- number fifty jersey, and he comes up during like a timeout and comes up to one of the other the other water boys, and he just goes, "What's up, bro? Why am I being so obnoxiously loud?" Just <laughs> <laughs> like a seven or eight year old kid. Jake, I'm do you have like, a nephew that just like is in Kingsley School? Just like this is just a little Jake. Bro, hey, hey, what's I, up, bro? I don't, I don't know if you guys saw my tweets, Ghost but eggs. I was literally woken, not awoken, but I woke up to the a text. Awoken? I woke up to a text from one of my former high school teachers. I, which I saw that. Yeah, yeah, literally. But I'm just telling everybody on the podcast where she literally thanked me for being outgoing and obnoxious and forcing her to sing in front of our entire high school at our, our entire senior class at our senior retreat um, because it brought her out of her shell in which she started to sing at church in which is how she met her husband and now has two kids. So she basically told me, thank you for everything, for being You're your the reason 17, I'm married with two kids. 17. It literally, he's just like, this is how I met my husband. Were you at the wedding? She said, thank you. She said, thank you for being loud and obnoxious. I've never been more proud to be loud. She owes you a gift card then or something. Hey, what, whatever Apple I can bees. do to help the people, I am a... Chocolate what, milk. I, I can be Maybe a... Maybe a few uh, listens on the pod. Yeah, well... Yeah, just get do some that. listens. Either way. Get a free month of Disney Plus on her. No, okay, let's not put that out there because I can't afford to give you guys all a month of free Disney Plus. I'm actually using somebody else's um, account right now Ooh. and not paying for it myself because it's only for Star Wars. Dude, Bob Iver listens to podcast. Don't say that. <laughs> before, we, before we get into any more illegal activity, we might want to cut off episode 102. <laughs> So, without any further ado, thank you so much for listening. As always, my name is Jake Adnett. For Harrison Beebe and James Cook, we'll see you for episode 103.